Hello and welcome to Theoretically Theatrical. In this series, we peek behind the curtain and explore the world of performance. Today, we welcome back voice actor Chris Totoli to talk about performing for video games. Well, hello and thank you so much for coming to speak to me today. It is always a pleasure to be here, Rosie. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Not at all. So, can you please refresh the audience on who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My name is Christopher Dottoli, and I am a professional voice actor. And today you're here specifically to talk to us about your experience as a voice actor for video games. Absolutely. My favorite voice acting subject, video games. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. It. And do, so do you play a lot of video games in your life? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm a I'm a huge nerd. Uh, not so much lately. Um, I stick to uh, lately. I've been playing uh, Guild Wars 2, which is kind of an uh, old one, mm-hmm. um, you know, Final Fantasy 7 remake. And I actually go back to some of the PlayStation 1 classics, uh, Castlevania, Sympathy of the Night. Mm. There's something like nostalgic about, you know, the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 games that I love. Games nowadays, with all the acting's phenomenal, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something, there's a disconnect along the way. I have a huge uh, emotional fondness for Game Boy games. I had a really like a proper brick of a Game Boy, and that was my only venue for playing games for a very long time. So I, <laughs> the graphics were terrible <laughs> as well. They were like black and green, like you couldn't even tell what oh, anything yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> you had to like if you were using it while driving, you had to pray. You had the street lights going down, yes! so you get a little bit of light on it. <laughs> and you know they had all these different accessories for it that you can have like some light, but it, it were required like four additional batteries mm-hmm. i just had like a little desk playing pokemon red uh, <laughs> above it that had a little light on it that i would play for a few hours and mm-hmm. you know that, that was fun could you tell us a little about what you think makes games special as a creative medium it's the storytelling and i would have to say the acting definitely ties into that because mm-hmm. you know it, it's good to have a great game but you have to be drawn in by the acting if the acting isn't there there's going to be a huge disconnect but a lot of games the graphics are incredible the voice acting is phenomenal mm-hmm. but the storyline something goes amiss a little bit mm-hmm. you know I, that's why you know i like the castlevania symphony of the night this old game i don't know if many people remember it it's called lunar silver star silver star story and lunar eternal mm-hmm. blue mm-hmm. Uh, those two video games actually helped inspire me to get into voice acting it was just the animation the voice acting it, it's something about that draws you in and you actually care I remember mm-hmm. playing the Metal Gear games, sitting around going like, wow, I'm really like, I feel like I'm in the military. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kicking some, you know what? I'm doing <laughs> such a, a badass thing. Like, this is awesome. And really, I'm just sitting on the couch eating potato chips and playing the game. <laughs> but hey, you know, it, 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 it's definitely uh, something that engulfs you and you can just get so carried away with it. It's like watching a movie that you're being interactive with. Mm-hmm. So what about the voice acting in those games made you think, I want to do this? I remember sitting there uh, playing Lunar Silver, uh, Silver Star Story, and there's a scene where you're on the boat and the character actually sings. I believe her name is Jamie Stiggle. I could be mispronouncing her last name wrong. And forgive me if you're actually listening to this. I'm so sorry. You don't <laughs> yell at me. Just her voice really carried me in, and it just made me, and I remember feeling so connected with that video game. And before that, I played Mega Man, the original Final Fantasy games, Madden NFL, Epic Games on the NES, and then Donkey Kong and Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And that was really like my first. Uh, first experience because it came out on Sega CD. Yes. And I was actually one of the very 
few people who actually had that game on Sega CD. Then eventually it, you know, because we were kids, it got destroyed. And then I bought the PlayStation version and then I sold that because I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just something like, wow, I'm really like that little piece. It was just a two minute song that just really engulfed me. I want to do this. I really want to do voice acting. That's such a special and unique moment. And I'm sure that if the actress did hear that, she'd be really touched to hear that. This really shows that games can have such an emotional effect on people because sometimes people try to put them down as being a a simplified version. If you look at the craft and the effort and the truly unique ways of storytelling, because I don't think any other medium fully requires you to be an active participant in the way that gaming does. I agree with that. Uh, video games, being in that, voice acting is that is on the same level as being in a major motion picture or movies in general. Mm-hmm. Because you put so much effort into it. You They have to hear yourself smiling. They have to hear all their emotions. And if you're actually, there's one video game, and I can't remember the name, where a guy literally has to, I think, cut his arm off. And you actually hear every single time, like the pain he's going through. By cutting his arm and then he just breaks down and starts crying and like it's such a painful cry Mm -hmm. and you you believe that and that's like on the same line of of cinema and in reality he's just sitting in a you know in a padded room talking to himself probably like taking his hand back and forth and cutting it or you know really playing along but Mm -hmm. he's getting to play imagination and everyone's getting to play along with him and experiencing that wonderful journey with him Mm mm-hmm that that's absolutely fantastic. That's such fun as a job. What was the first video game role that you had that you can remember? The video game called Arma 3 and there was this Japanese video game and they brought it over to the US and they had an English patch for it and mm-hmm. it was one of my very first paying jobs. It was called mm-hmm. Brigadine Grand Edition. I played uh Paternus, Kador and several other characters on it. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, and there was also a game called Stalker Alpha or Alpha Stalker. Mm-hmm. And I played so many like random Russian NPCs. And those <laughs> were like my first real big ones. And they were all paying too. And, you know, they were, they were, you know, then I said, all right, you know, I really want to get more involved in, uh, you know, on this side. I think this is what that's really inspired me. Mm-hmm. And before, beforehand, I mentioned, you know, whatever field you want to go into voice acting, pick that field and commercial. Well, I pick commercial and video games because that's what Mm -hmm. i want to do video games was my really first experience into that acting field and you know listening to mario go whoopee (laughs) and all the way to you know Mm -hmm. hearing some of the good and bad acting of you know resident evil Mm -hmm. mega man um i mean i i never fault actors if there's any bad voice acting i never fault the actors Mm -hmm. because there is a director in the room who says i'm gonna use that take that's the one. That's the one for me. You know, not that I'm blaming directors. I don't want to get blacklisted or anything, but you know, you, know, you can't, you know, actors have so much range and there's so much you can do until, and there, there is someone that goes, Hey, that's good. There's mm-hmm. actually a good clip about, um, Benedict Cumberbatch about him saying penguin. Oh, yeah. There was, and he says it like penguin, penguin. Mm-hmm. And somebody, and he says, you know, I'm not just sitting there making the words up as I go along. There is a director looking at me saying, hey, that sounds good. Yep. Yep. I think my favorite, well, it, it, I remember they showed it on Graham Norton and they and they basically showed the descent of the word penguin. It starts out, 
Okay. Exactly. And yeah. then by the end, he was saying pengling, precious, yes, but oh my God, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. And do you think that those first roles that you did, you mentioned you played multiple characters. Did you learn from those experiences? What what kind of challenges did you encounter? Oh, without a doubt, it was a huge learning experience. It was basically broadened my horizon learning. Well, I can't really do this accent. I've kind of developed my niche and it was villains. Kind of cliche to say, everyone says, I love playing villains, but playing villains is so much fun. And maybe go, I, I kind of like being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then the more roles I got were more like bad guys, not so much <laughs> the protagonist, the antagonist. Mm-hmm. And just kind of sitting there being the mutant guy, you know, killing people that that was kind of interesting. And, you know, having the freedom to ad lib, but also, you know, realizing pulling back a little bit. Uh, working mm-hmm. my way towards the mic, how to use my hands and be more, uh, how to get out different emotions just by saying certain words and doing certain mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a great learning experience. And though, like looking back, I think my voice acting is a little cringy in some of them, especially some of the takes that they used. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, looking back, you know, that was, that was an amazing experience and I wouldn't trade it in for the world. What about performing for video game audio is unique? Is there, are there certain things you have to bear in mind? Yeah, there's uh, there's actually a field for it. It's mo-caption, mo-caption acting, uh-huh. where, you know, uh, they'll capture your face and you have to wear those bodysuits with like the little lights on them, like the little balls oh, on, yeah. them, on your face. So they <laughs> capture your emotion. So you're literally playing around like you're actually acting out like you would in a movie, like where you would on a uh, TV show. You're actually... <laughs> acting it out, playing it out, and they have to capture your emotions and everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) That's incredible. It's a different, you know, a horse of a different color. And Mm -hmm. that's so much fun. Mm -hmm. I like being around people so you can feed off the energy. But a lot of times it's just you recording a certain line. So you don't get that, you know, making the character your own. Like they have a guideline, but that's me making that character my own. Mm -hmm. When you're in the suit, can you do that say in your own studio or do you have to go into a specific location to do that there's a specific location it's usually kind of like a little studio uh, not sure it's a video it's a studio what they have and they have different markers mm-hmm. and someone's going to explain hey this is how this scene's going to roll out here's what i want you to do i need mm-hmm. to capture this sort of emotion it was for a military game that's all i can really say about it mm-hmm. and you know we were just kind of playing around shooting And then, you know, we're kind of acting out, which is kind of funny because this ties into how I do LARPing and how that inspired me into voice acting. We're literally role-playing with one another and I'm getting paid to do it and just pretending like we're in the military going, hey, dive, dive. (laughs) Fantastic. Do you think that that adds a special layer to those kind of games? Absolutely. The actor who's on Shameless, who plays Ian, he was in the Star Wars game Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching some behind the scenes, you know, seeing like how he would act. He would actually do the barrel rolls and, you know, do the flips and everything mm-hmm. and see him gone that. Meanwhile, there's like a camera attached to his head that goes around in front of his face and he's got to pretend he's not looking at it. A certain amount of challenges and but it's a certain amount of rewards you get. Mm-hmm. Not to say like every video game needs that. It does add a lot of layers to it. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some of the challenge aspects are just, you know, playing like a regular 3D game and just trying to get out or even mm-hmm. um virtual reality games there's a virtual reality game that i'm in that i'm playing a bunch of creatures <gasps> and i have to act out each creature literally i had to take my mic off like go on the ground pretend i'm a pig or <laughs> pretend i'm like a a, a morphing bear or something so mm-hmm. it, it's definitely more physical 
Mm-hmm. More physical than most voice acting. is. But you mentioned that, say, somebody who's acting out disarming themselves, you mentioned that they might be not hurting themselves, but slightly pulling on their arm or creating that motion. So there is a physicality to voice acting. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, I mean, I'm 100% being physical. Even when I'm reading a script or a commercial, mm-hmm. I, you know, get my hands out there. I get my body into it. You know, I'm very, uh, you can't be stiff while doing it. Uh, you have to put some sort of like motion into it. Mm-hmm. You, you got to get into it. You have to find your audience. You have to relate to it. Uh, what I do is I actually, one of my coaches taught me this. I take mm-hmm. five pictures of certain individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is my mother. Uh, one of them is uh, my daughters. One of them is my wife. One of them is my best friend. And one of them is a person whom I strongly dislike. When I talk to each one of them, they draw out different emotions out of me. So when I yell at someone, you know, I'll stare at this person. If my kid's making me mad, I'm going to stare, you know, talk to them about this. Mm-hmm. If I want to sit down and explain something, let's say to uh, my best friend, I'd be like, hey, buddy, listen, or sweetie, what I tell you about this? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, babe, um, I don't know if you heard about this product from McDonald's, but it's pretty cool. Fantastic. That's that's a really good tip. <laughs> so obviously there are some projects you cannot talk about yet uh, for various legal reasons. Uh, but of the projects you can talk about, what are some of the favorite games that you've worked on? Uh, one of them would be uh, Brigadine Grand Edition, Kansu Fighter with uh, Circean Studios. I hope I don't mispronounce it. And the reason why is I actually auditioned for a character mm-hmm. and their auditions ended like weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But they were impressed with the way I approached the characters. I said, listen, uh, would you mind reading this line? And I read it for them. And I actually got to play a secret character that uh, was just recently released. <gasps> it was a secret enemy. Four of us just kind of hit it off. We just became really close and we were just bonding with one another. We we, we, we forgot we were recording a video game because we were just having so much fun. All of us. Mm-hmm. It, it was wonderful. That's really wholesome. I love that. It wasn't so much the game, but it was the team. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really enjoy working more with indie developers than major productions. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the fact that indie developers, they're doing everything on their own. So Mm -hmm. they have a limited time, limited budget. So they really have, you know, the kind of resources and just the blood, sweat and tears. Not to say that major corporations don't put in blood, sweat and tears but they have a little bit of funding backing them. Mm -hmm. They have a success of a previous game coming up or previous different titles to kind of back them up. Mm -hmm. Whereas in any developers, it's all in their head. They just said, you know, this would be pretty cool. So Mm -hmm. I love bringing their projects to life. And again, I I would love to talk about a few indie projects I'm working on right now. It's it's really unfortunate that I can't because I I just want (laughs) to give them publicity. And it it works on a great thing because I'm helping them, them helping me. And it's just a a great experience. And not only do you make good connections, but you make friends. Are the experiences of performing for an indie company versus, uh, say, a AAA company, are those different? To me, no matter what, I the acting for a major company, I'm going to give the same effort as I would for that for an indie company. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, the indie developers, they're going to take a little while to get further down the road mm-hmm. because they're doing all the funding on their own or they're getting backing from Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a little while, but it, it's just incredible saying, you know, the visions they put through. And I feel I'm just so impressed with their work. I'm, I'm speechless, which is something a voice actor should never say, <laughs> but I still give the same amount of effort. I give 
maybe the indies a tad bit more mm-hmm. only because they're working so hard to promote their game on Steam or what have you that I really mm-hmm. want to dive in and go with it. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves an underdog. Exactly. So when you're dealing with a more established company, are there more people in the room working with you? Are there casting directors, uh, the director, director, uh, maybe animators that want to come in and have a look? Does it does that create a different feeling? A lot of times there are some animators in there who want to build off your expressions. Uh, there are some, uh, there's multiple casting directors. Mm-hmm. It could vary from time to time. A lot of times it's just, you know, remote recording over Zoom or will we use Source Connect standard mm-hmm. to just go, hey, we want to listen to this. And it's a little more awkward, if you will. Uh, whereas, you know, a major company, I don't want to say you feel like a little taken back or intimidated, mm-hmm. but there's more of a professional attitude. Whereas indies, it's a course professional, but you relate and become buddy, buddy more, but you still want to, you know, work just as hard as you would for a major company to impress them. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. No. Yeah, that, that definitely does. How would you like to see the utilization of voice actors by video games develop? I mean, I love to see more, uh, I think mocaption is just, you know, I mean, it already broke the ground, but I love to see more with that. I would love to see the actors get together more and mm-hmm. feed off one another. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, unfortunately, due to the pandemic and everything, there's a lot of regulations where we have to do everything remote. We have mm-hmm. to do go to a studio and record everything separately. Our schedules not line up. When they bounce ideas off one another, it, it's so much fun. I had such a blessing experience to work with multiple actors mm-hmm. who were actually my friends on a certain project, and we just bounced ideas of one another, and we were improving the lines, and they're going to be featured in the game, and it was pretty cool. A few years ago, there was a strike involving video games where uh, voice actors wanted to get a certain amount of payment for the voice. The reason being is now that they weren't being paid well, they wanted insurance. For instance, if I do a video game for four hours and I in that video game, I'm screaming, dive, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Mm-hmm. And at the four hours, my voice is gone. Later that day, I have another session. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're depending on me to do that. So they're not going to hear, listen, I did another session and my voice gave out. That actually, sometimes that happens to me. Uh-huh. So I have to rearrange my contract. Hey, listen, please, you know, if I should blow my voice out, mm-hmm. here's the type of payment I need because mm-hmm. this is how I make my living. If I hire an electrician and I'm going to say, listen, I'm going to have you stall, install an electrical panel on this 50 foot skyscraper on the top, no safety harness nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your risk of being in danger is dramatically increased. I mean, the electrician, if you're smart, be like, okay, I'll do that. But I expect you to pay me this amount because should I injure myself, this is my living. I can't work. That happened in the past. I believe Richard Epcar, he did a video game where he was screaming. And later on, he had to record for Avatar, that mafia guy. That was mm-hmm. actually his voice. His voice was so strained from recording earlier that he couldn't speak in his normal voice. So he just gave it that shot. And they said, hey, I like that. We'll go with it. Well, that's lucky. But again, that could have been an absolute disaster. Yeah. And it was, uh, I mean, we worked out a good agreement and it's its fair now and it's mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to see more, but you know what? It's good. Mm-hmm. Protection or at least consideration. If you are passionate about a project, you will give it your all. And sometimes, yeah, you'll say you're physically acting, you might sprain a wrist doing a move, but you kind of make that choice. But it shouldn't be 
because the director makes you feel like, or anybody on the team makes you feel like you have to put yourself in jeopardy. It should be, oh, I did that because I was really excited. Oh, it's, you know, my fault. Yeah. It, but it shouldn't be that like, okay, you just have to push yourself to your break. Yeah. And this is that whole strike went on uh, when I first started pursuing voice acting, when I started getting into professionally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now there's a lot, a lot more regulations in. there's a lot more, you know, consideration put mm-hmm. in on their behalf. Do you have any advice for people who want to perform in video games? Absolutely. I would definitely work with a coach who has experience in video games, who's been in multiple video games and has been a coach for at least five to 10 years. Their niche is video games. Um, I don't want to sell you on a few, but one of the coaches that I worked on was Mark Rao. Mm -hmm. And he's been in the voiceover industry for years. And he's been in so many video games I played. He was actually in the World of Warcraft movie that came out uh, years ago (laughs) as one of the orcs. And, you know, he talks about, because you learn so much insider information about the industry, about that side of voiceover. Like, here's what they expect. Here's what they want you to do. Here's like the breakdown. Here's what they're kind of looking for. And here's what they want from you. Now, every Mm -hmm. coach would get that, but every coach has a certain niche, whether it's narration, commercial, video games. I would definitely recommend taking mo-caption acting Mm -hmm. courses that would certainly help you out, make you definitely give you a leg up in the field because a lot of studios look for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Take an improv course and look into ways to exercise your voice and to heal it and to properly maintain it. There's so many uh, vocal exercises out there. Teas, I believe there's one herbal tea that I use. I shouldn't say tea. It's a syrup. It's called Hulk juice. I'm going to probably mispronounce it. Neem Pai Popai Kai. It's mm. basically a Chinese herbal tea that it, it coats your throat and it's wonderful. There's one spray mm. I actually use every single day from one of my coaches, Anganguza. She's a part of the VO peeps. It's called the VO vocal spray. Mm-hmm. It works phenomenal. It's was made for heavy metal singers. <gasps> and the reason why I knew it worked is because I told my friend about that. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a text a month later. He goes, dude, I can go all day with this. <laughs> so, if he, so if he could recommend it, I said, all right, I'm, I'm going I'm to purchase a few for myself. And nice. it works well. Oh. But just looking up uh, vocal exercises, much what you do in choir or mm-hmm. in glee club, find ways to rest your voice and to properly maintain it and heal it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming on the show. If people want to hear more Absolutely. from you in the future, uh, where can they go to find you? Well, you can find me on my website, some of my demos. It's thetollyvoiceovers.com. Um, also on TikTok, I post some, you know, helpful advice out there. Mm-hmm. It's Chris. Datoli, C-H-R-I-S-D-A-T-T-O-L-I-V-O, at Chris Datoli V-O on TikTok. That's mm-hmm. also my Instagram handle and my Twitter handle. So that's where you can follow me Follow me there. Nice. And um, my website, of course. And that'll be where you promote or uh, tell people about your latest projects. So the ones that you couldn't talk about in the podcast, if you go to these sites, then I'm sure you'll be able to tell people when they are uh, available. (laughs) Yep. And I'm actually going through an update with my website again. I always like to update every now and then with Mm -hmm. more additional projects that I've been in, Mm -hmm. as well as I like to keep it simple where, you know, for SEO purposes and for Mm -hmm. agent purposes, it's just right there. Me, contact, demos, boom. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been such a pleasure to speak to you again. Uh, thank you again oh, for coming on the show. speaking to you, Rosie. Oh, thank you. We're going to have to just have a regular segment. It's like, oh yeah, just Chris is back. Here we go. 
<laughs> oh yeah, listen, I would love to do that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, everyone go and listen to more of Chris's stuff. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. You can hear more from Chris on his website. I'll provide a link in the show notes. If you want to suggest or submit a short story or a subject you'd like us to cover, then contact us through our Facebook page or Twitter and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production.